call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of gree grease in my hand. Dig me tripping up and back down the bayou. I'm the last of the best, they call me the gree grease man. Got many clients come from miles around. You ever Running down be sitting around, not paying attention, and then you realize you forgot to fucking turn the music down. I got medicine. Talk to you fucking ass. Cure all y'all's ill. It's Bush League. It's fucking Bush League bullshit going on up in this motherfucker right here. Well, hello, everybody. And welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. Yay! Oh man, I'm gonna have to stop doing that. Cause it's just like my buddy B Rob. He says that shit in the beginning of his intro. I want him to think I'm jacking a style. Mm. Hope to talk to B Rob. Maybe tomorrow. I think if everything goes well, I get to go say hi to that motherfucker. There's a lot of people in my, uh, my circle I only do Twitter so all the social media and all the other podcasters and people that I know at this point are all people that I've met through Twitter and there's quite a few of them man and it's just it's one of those things where I know that some of those people basically motivated me to finally do my own thing and get it going And I just, I hope that they know I appreciate the fuck out of them. You know? So I don't usually do shout-outs. I might say one here or there, but I was thinking about it today, and I said, you know what? It's been a real pleasure getting to know these people. And so, just just right out the gate, uh, Eric, Steve, Absolutely Nothing Podcast. Probably the first one I listened to. Uh, Matt from the Waffle Sunday Podcast. Previously, the Passersby podcast, the person that originally got me into finally do a podcast. Like, that's awesome. You know? Nobody had to, had to give me that opportunity. And he did. And I ran with that shit. You got the Postals, Brett and Adam over at Hot Butter. Yeah. Hot Butter podcast. Yeah. You know, I met Rob through Matt. Mike, from the Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks Internet Radio Program. There are a lot of people. Tony Rager, you know. uh, Ray from the Naked Porch. Like, there's just a bunch of good fucking dudes that I've had the pleasure of getting to know. And they accepted me into their circle. And they play around. And... They help me to release some of my weird thoughts and bullshit, and they don't think that I'm a fucking psycho, so that's nice. And uh, I just want to say thanks. Shit. Now this guy today is an extended family member in the the Twitter sphere. Um, I met him through Mike over at the Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks. Um, his name's Benny, and. I think it sounds awesome. I know that sounds weird, but I enjoy listening to, to podcasts. I enjoy listening to music. So one thing that I do appreciate very much is a good voice. And Benny's got one. I remember like probably one of the first couple times that I interacted with him. And I don't know if it pissed him off. It probably didn't. Because Benny's been a comedian for years. He's been a comic for like 10 years and retired now for a couple years. So I mean, shit, he's been in it. And uh, I just, one day I was listening to him, and I sent him a a message on Twitter, and I just said, Hey, you kind of sound like the motherfucking older brother from Angry Beavers. Did you ever watch that show? Old-ass Nickelodeon show? I don't think Benny had. (laughs) So, (laughs) maybe he didn't get the joke, but to me, that's exactly what he sounds like. He sounds like Norbert from the Angry Beavers. And just recently, a porno that I watched, he sounded like the guy in that, too. It's a very distinct voice. East Coast, 
like a vo- uh, radio voice. I dig it, man. And they've got a show called Pod Cheese. Him and his uh, co-host Josh. And uh, we're just a- awaiting their return to the podcast ranks. And yeah, he finally found a little bit of time. And we got together and sat down and talked about comedy. We talked about just some good shit, man. So, you know, I hope you listen to this. And then, you know, when eventually that show comes back, you lend him an ear. He's a really good dude. And I had a blast just sitting down shooting the shit with him. So, ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please give it up. For Benny from the motherfucking Pod Cheese Podcast. If you got love trouble, you got a bad woman you can't control, I got just the thing for you. Something called controlling hearts will get together drops. If you work too hard and you need a little rest. I might use a live rub or put some of my balls. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> hey, can you hear me all right? I can hear you very well, actually. Oh, all right, excellent, can, excellent. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you great. All right, good, good, good. See, I'm fiddling here, so give me just a minute to get levels together. Take your time, man. Good to be talking to you. Yeah, it's much easier than a chat window, huh? Yeah, right. Benny, how the What's f- going on, man? Fuck. Are you doing this evening, sir? <laughs> I'm doing good. Good to be talking to you. Mm. So, I don't know how much of my audience is crossover. I would like you to do me a favor and at least introduce yourself because my thing is I've heard two different last names for you. I've seen the one that's on your actual your artwork for your show, and then I'm pretty sure I heard Mike call you Benny Michaels. So what's, yeah, what's the yeah? Thing? Just uh, Benny from Pod Cheese is fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all that really matters. Okay. Benny from Pie Cheese. Yeah. It works. So, yeah, man. I have listened to... I know you have had a lot of episodes. I've listened to probably 10 altogether. I appreciate that, man. I uh, I found you through Mike. I'm a, I'm a huge follower, supporter of the Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks internet radio yeah. program. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, it's a great show. And I remember the first time I came across you guys was when you were uh, talking about doing the interview with Cameron Reedy. That was, that was kind of the first one I, I listened yeah, to. Yeah, that was a good one. It was Are bad. you talking about the one that we uh, that we had him on? Or? I listened to both. I listened to the one where you talked about where Mike, I guess, had sent you his audio file, and you, y'all were talking about his content, and then the... Oh, the, uh, yeah, when we were talking about him when we had uh, Mike on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that was one of our more popular episodes. We had a guy on uh, that um, had contacted, uh, I guess, pretty much any podcast that would have him on. But um, he he pitched himself. He had this video of himself uh, doing stand-up comedy. Um, I don't know how many times he had done it before. Probably like like a, a handful, right? Three, maybe. You know. So, um, you want to record yourself fine, but then I don't know if you should be shopping that around, you know, (laughs) but he had this video that he was passing around and, um, I mean, it was pretty bad. It was pretty remarkably bad, but, um, more so than that, he, um, I mean, we, we wouldn't just have someone on cause they were bad and, and, and make fun of them. You know what I mean? Like that's really, um, I hope that's not what people took away from it, but it was this whole he he told us that he um he he wanted to come on to promote a uh, a tour that he was doing and um uh, said that he was going to be uh starring in a TV show so we had him on and uh th- then we kind of started goofing on him at that point you know I think if you can admit that it's really just a deal it's fun but yeah I listened to it and that's what I think cuz I think you guys were playing with kid gloves just kind of boxing him a little bit and the deal is he admitted in that that his pr- his premises weren't real. They were all fabricated for the most part. Maybe it had some yeah, fucked yeah. up shit. Well, that's all well and good, but yeah, it, <laughs> it wasn't was, that they were fabricated. Um, can, I don't know. It was just a guy. Uh, it was funny to goof on him. 
but um, I had heard him on all these other podcasts, and uh, <laughs> he's such a polarizing guy that um, I loved when he came on. But uh, he won't he won't come on again, or so he says. I'd like to get him back on again. I uh, but, yeah, uh, he blocked you, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that, yeah. That happens uh, to us from time to time. But um, you know, yeah, that was uh, that was on episode forty nine. If anyone wants to check that out, with Cameron um, Reedy. It's, yeah. uh, I, didn't, I didn't hate his material. I think that there is a, a level of like shock comedy that you just you really want to say some crazy shit, and it does okay. I think yeah. you guys were being constructive at least and maybe just help, trying to help him with a premise or two. Just like, hey, man, maybe edge this out a little so that you can say the crazy shit. We're not saying don't say the crazy shit. We're just saying if you're going to say it, own it and do it the right way. Don't just say it to say it because sometimes people aren't going to take it. You know, they're going to react poorly to that. What might be hey, a decent thing. Hey, you're, uh, you're doing stand up now, right? Man, I've done it like three times. Yeah, Did you got places around uh, your way to go, or is it is it hard to get out to a place? Mine is time. Like I really don't have a lot of time to dedicate to it. I try to write, yeah. and I try to be ready that if I do get to go out, that I can at least give up something that I've worked on. To yeah. Extent. So I'm not just going full willy nilly. Like I want to do the shit. Like I have to pick my spots, and then I go and try to do the best I can. And I've done it like three times. I, I love it. It's fun, you know, yeah. and that's kind of, it's, we're going to get right into this because this is something I wanted to ask you, uh, sure. Vinny. I know that yeah, you man. have some experience with the, the stand-up comedy as a, a mistress and a, an occupation and an obsession, I would assume. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I'm at a point where it's like, I want to, but at the same time, like, I'm working on trying to be a person who can have a family and dude, I know that I heard you kind of get into why just as time and, and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know if I can sacrifice the time with my family to do it. And maybe that means I don't want it that bad. Well, let me, let me put it to the, to you this way. Um, <laughs> if you're saying that what's holding you, uh, what's keeping you from doing it is mostly time because your time is being occupied with other things like that. You're better off like that. Yeah. When you have when you have all the time in the world to do stand up comedy six to seven nights a week, um, you know that that's uh, that that's a little crazy and it's a bummer of a a life. Like so that's that's you really all you have. You know what I mean? Did you? So you're better off not having the time for it and just doing it when you can. You know what I mean? The problem with it is with that is um it, I. In order, in order to really like succeed at it, you got to do it a lot, all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? And um, it gets to the point where you know, I guess it's a single man's game. I'd say you know, single person's game. Because you kind of because be willing to yeah, if you have no responsibilities to anybody else but yourself, and that's what you feel like doing every day of the week, you know. Um, so it does take a lot of time, and it, the, you know, you're doing stuff on the weekends, ideally. So that's weekends away, and that's what it for me it was the same thing. It was like, you know, um, this is time that I don't need to be away doing this. You know what I mean? When I could be home doing whatever. So it was cool. You know what I mean? I got to do some cool stuff. It was fun. If you if you can you know swing both and just go out and have fun with it and make a couple bucks doing it or something, uh, go for it, man. It's a good time. You know. Get to do some cool stuff. Get to drink for free a lot, which is cool. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm interested. It's just there are a couple places that I think once the kid gets a little older and we can kind of delegate him. I put him to bed every night. That's kind of the deal. Yeah. So it's like most nights, just like tonight, I'm probably going to have to put him to bed when we get done. And it just is what it is. It's bedtime is usually around call time. So it just it kind of fucks me up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, I've had fun um, the, th the couple times I've done it. I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed meeting the people there and it's, I get the rush, but not so much the nerves. So that's, yeah. Where, where do you, uh, where do you do it? Do you have bars or do you got clubs? I've only done it at the Looney bin, which is like the local, it's like the only comedy club air quote, official yeah. comedy club in little rock. So, there are smaller clubs, little venues, coffee shops, 
There's a yeah. few different places where they have open mics, but I've kind of just committed myself that if I'm going to do it right now, I'm going to do it at a comedy club. Like I want to do it the right way, like be in that room, in that environment, on that stage and just see what it feels like. I figure if you can do it there, then you should be able to do it at a bar or, you know, a coffee shop or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do it at all different places. Doing it at all different places will help you out. You know what I mean? I posted one of them on a previous episode. I don't know if you've listened to any of my, my episodes, but I've posted at least one of them. I've recorded two of them. So, yeah. little five-minute spots, you know, just to see how it went. We uh, we had a Comcast On Demand crew come through. Um, uh, I live up in a Philadelphia area. And... Uh, there's a comedy club that uh, Comcast uh, on demand. We have Comcast up here. There, so they had um, they they came and uh, recorded everybody and put it on their uh, on demand menu. Yeah, you had to go through you had to go through like eight menus to find this thing. But um, a bunch of comedians were asked to do it, and uh, the guy did the podcast with Josh. Um, we all got um, DVDs of uh, our sets afterwards from Comcast. But we had Josh's and, and played it on one of the episodes, and he had a, he did a pre-interview, yeah, like like a really cringe-worthy pre-interview, and we were we were dying watching that thing. <laughs> so it, it was brutal, man. Yeah, we tore it apart. Just sitting there looking like a demo yeah. reel. Here, five burner minutes handle it. Yeah, I really like stand up. Like I've gotten into it more and more, and I, I try to be a bit of a historian. Like I try to really check out a bunch of different stuff, and it just know kind of what's good, what's not. I don't know. Maybe that sounds like a shithead thing to say, but I know what I like. And I no man, yeah, yeah, of course. So I don't know. It's it's really weird. Like to be honest with you, this weekend's been pretty rough. Ralphie May died. And I mean, it's not a real surprise, but it's yeah, not, it's yeah, not. it's sad. But uh, that, that was a, that came as a shock to nobody. No, like um, it's, I, I made a post. I said if Patrice and Ralphie are, are in heaven, I guess that place is going to need some extra fucking support, some, some reinforcement, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of dudes. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't a I, like. Uh, I didn't really follow Ralphie May, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's sad to hear somebody died, but yeah, that guy, uh, that guy was like 400 pounds, I think, man. He was bigger than that. Um, he was bigger than 400 pounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big dude. Like, so yeah. he's six foot plus. So, you know, that, that height, usually you can pack even more weight into like a morbidly obese frame. So he's probably like five, I would give at least. He's a big dude. Wow. But it's crazy because, like, he just was going through a divorce this year. And uh, yeah. that's another thing with being a, a stand-up comic. You know, Ralphie May put a lot of years in as a road comic. And then he popped kind of in the aught, the 2005, three, five, somewhere around there. Then he started cracking yeah. out specials and he got really popular. I mean, I know that uh, I re- when industry, he died... You know, and I was looking on Twitter. Yeah. Um, at all the reports and stuff, um, I, I read an article that um, had come out prior to um, his passing away about uh, he and his his um, wife and the divorce and the separation. Yeah. And she had basically quoted him, or her lawyer quoted him as saying that he was abusive in the bedroom, yeah. and quoted him as saying things to her like, uh, "Feel the pain, bitch." You need to get this pain. I remember. Yeah, I that same yeah. Article. So I mean, uh, <laughs> which is probably like the worst article you really want coming out after you die. You know, what <laughs> like who wants before. that coming out? <laughs> that would boredom. <laughs> I, I would have never seen that um, article had I not been looking through Ralphie May tweets. You know, next thing you know, it was like Ralphie May tells his wife to feel the pain, bitch. Feel the pain, bitch. Feel the yeah. pain. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a bummer. You know, it was a little trouble for him. That uh, <laughs> was a bad, a bummer of a day. Guy died. Guy's got articles coming out about him. You know, but I guess the articles had already been out, but a bummer nonetheless. So here's the big question: You, how long did you do it? Did you say you did it almost ten years, Benny? Yeah, I did it. Um, I guess like really, really late two thousand and five. Yeah. So yeah, that's ten, twelve years. You did it? 
No, I did it for about 10. I, I haven't done it in um, probably about a year and a half to two years. Oh. So. Do you still get the itch, Benny? You know, I, I think that if I, if I did it again, because I, I, the whole time I did comedy, I was basically building an act, you know? And then once I had that, like, act that I could go out and do 30 minutes or um, usually not more than that. But if, if needed, I could, you know? So did you... So you end up doing it um, all the time, every night. Did you... It gets uh, stale. And, I mean, yeah, I could have been constantly writing and probably should have been writing a lot more. But I think that if I were to go and do it again, I would, I would just do all jokes be disposable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of just constantly worrying about building a damn set, just go up and say shit that I thought was funny. And then if you never say it again, big deal. You know, instead of uh, crafting a joke for months, you know what I mean? So did you do mainly just straight up jokes? That was your thing. Or did you do any kind of other specific? Were you blue? Were you like, what was your, do you have a um, that you would call yourself? Yeah, I was, I was, I was dirty. Um, I started off dirty. Well, I was more so just like a fan of stuff like that. You know what I mean? And um, if if I were to start doing stand-up comedy now, I, I don't think that I would have been as dirty or, uh, you know, even if I was the same age as I was back then. You know what I mean? Like, uh, just things are different now. You came through at a weird time where... I did come through. It was a real weird time. Stuff was um, adjusting, and you would, we were we had Sam Kinison, we had had Richard Pryor, we'd had a few people that would talk about like really dirty shit, and then even other like the underground guys that you didn't hear about. You know, I'm sure they were there, but then like we got American Pie, and we got other movies that made it to where we could talk about sex and curse words and you know shit. You could say cunt. You know stuff like yeah. that, and then it just yeah. There was there was definitely a lot of that, uh, just in the scene, not necessarily me. You know, but yeah, um, yeah it was, well, there was an audience for that, and it was uh, it was that's the, the people that I was a fan of were a part a part of that uh, scene. You know what I mean? And um, so on I, I was um, I got I got so I, I, I that's what there was also just outlets for that. You know what I mean? Like there was also radio. There's really no radio anymore. Uh, but at the time, uh, everyone was trying to get on uh, FM radio. There was outlets um, in Philadelphia. There was this opportunity. You know, we weren't far from New York, but um, we could get away with a lot more. Uh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't get away going up on stage saying a lot of the shit that I was. Yeah, I could get away with it. Like, nothing would happen, but I don't know how well it would go over, you know? So, I don't know. Towards the end, I, I wasn't as dirty as I was when I first started off. It was this truck. Trying, probably trying just to be outrageous, I guess. You know what I mean? Oh, no. um, which isn't always funny. But on a scale um, from one to ten, like one being Jeff Dunham and ten being Bob Saget, like where do you think you were on that scale? Oh, uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I, I was. I was. It wasn't like I was trying. So I. I. I, I was trying to be funny. You know what I mean. Was yeah, my main thing. I'm, just, I'm really and, uh, curious. Like I've never heard. Lots of times it was easier to be uh, filthy. You know. But you know, when I first started off, I was just talking about stupid shit. Like I had like uh, five minutes on anal sex. Like where are you going to do five minutes on anal sex where an audience is going to be like, yeah, you know, there's something I can relate to here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it was just stupid shit like that. But that was like when I first started out, and then you grow out of that and. Um, you know, I, I was just trying to, uh, I was just trying to be funny, you know? Um, and I think that's what a lot of people were trying to, many had people that, you know, kind of came along and probably try too hard just to be shocking at the expense of, uh, trying to be funny. But, um, I had lucked out. It was, it, it was kind of different for me cause I had lucked out early on and gotten some, some cool opportunities that kind of made me kind of come up a little faster and it put me into positions that I wasn't ready for at the time, but it kind of forced me to, to, to do these, uh, like bigger shows and stuff. And that all happened really fast to me, which in um, some ways was really cool. In some ways was may have been a little bit of a detriment, but, um, you know, you get to do some cool stuff. I got to do some cool stuff. I got to do a little bit of a freelance work for, uh, Howard TV, Howard Stern. 
which was real huge for me because I was a big Howard Stern fan and um, you know I, I was meeting people that I was a fan of and stuff like that was just cool I got to be on radio shows that I was a fan of so you get to be a part of that scene um, it was a lot of fun but then towards the end man it was like all that stuff that I had done that was really cool it, it, that, that was uh, behind me that's the past you know what I mean like things are different now Doing this podcast, honestly, is uh, cool for me. I, you know, you don't have to leave the house, you know. See, that's my thing. This is, I only have time to do a hobby at home. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time to do anything else. So this is my hobby. Yeah. It's in the office. But this is kind of fun, too, doing these podcasts. I like not- it. It's I'm, I like listening to shows. I like talking. I like meeting people. I really enjoy stand-up comedy. And I try to talk to as many com- comics as I can. I think I've done it five or six with comedians. You know, like, yeah. I think it's awesome. It's something that I can't fully dedicate myself to right now so even if i can like vicariously sit and talk to somebody who's done it or knows about it or has written or you know what i'm saying like it to me it's it helps me to kind of see the picture and just sit here and be like well now i know that that's cool or i know these people and you know i can if i ever want to bounce a joke off somebody you know, i know people that could legitimately give me an opinion and say you know this probably would be better like this and i go all right appreciate you there was a lot of uh, hilarious, like just nonsense, though, in stand-up. No, like listen, uh, you're not one of those. Like guys. the situation, like the business of it is, um, is just funny. Like, like real early on, um, I, I there, there was a few of us that kind of stood out um, of people that had just started out in this one club that we were going to. The open mic um, wanted to do a contest with like the newer comedians and um, myself and. Uh, I don't know, maybe like uh, seven other people were picked to be in this contest. It was supposed to be like, it may have even been less than, like, may have been like six people maybe. And it was going to be like an elimination style uh, contest. And then the winner got like a $50 cash prize and a chance to do like a weekend spot, like a guest spot for five minutes or whatever. So, um First of all, this contest was like going to be like six, like six weeks, I guess, or five weeks, and then you know that it went on for like uh, I don't know, like over twelve, thirteen weeks or something like that. And we're still in this contest. Like, yeah, what is this, man? You know what I mean? So, uh, so was it like I, a, a what's head, that? Was it like a head-to-head audience applause? Like, who did? Yeah, well, that? that's what we thought it was going to be. Like, you know, we would just we would go up at some point because they kind of said like uh, at some point during the show, the open mic, they would say, okay, hey, we're going to do this. We've got this contest, so here's the guys. And they put us all up in a row. So that's what we kind of thought it was. Like, whoever just did the best audience, uh, up, you know. By applause. Uh, it's kind of a yeah. weird way to guess. But <laughs> but, it, but um, it wasn't that. Like, And then some, it, just kept, it just went on and on and on. And then we would have these, like, content. Like, well, today we're going to do something like these skits. And we we're like, no, nah, I don't want to do this shit. I'm here for an open mic. You know what I mean? Like, ultimately, I'm just here trying out uh, jokes. And I'm not trying to do this dumb shit these, that no one gives a shit about. Like, what an open mic. So it's not like people were coming back week after week to see, like, what happened next. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want it was to like this guy kind of just playing, like, reality show producer. It was really weird, man. <laughs> so finally, um, I ended up in the finals of this thing and ultimately Wait. win. Wait. And, uh, Benny. What's that? Yeah. yeah. This, you may have just come up with something, Benny. What if, like, because they just released a show on Showtime, right? In the Jim Carrey yeah. show or whatever about stand-up. Alexandra yeah. was involved, I think. But no, like, what if you had a comedy club, like a show, and you could figure out a way to WWF that shit and make it to where, like... That's exactly what this guy was doing. W, that he kept compa- he kept saying that specifically. That you know, this is going like to be like WWF, like he was Vince McMahon putting on like a weekly uh monday night raw but no one gave a fuck it seems like it could <laughs> it was half assed man like, and then so check this out i win this thing i win the uh contest which is the 50 dollar cash prize fuck yeah and the, the, the weekend spot at this uh because there was like uh three clubs of this there was like a chain of three clubs okay um so anyway they announced me as the winner and I go up on stage and I shake the guy's hand and he handed me an envelope, like the $50 cash prize. And he uh, handed it to me. 
and whispered, uh, hey, there's $25 in there. Just pretend it's 50 though. I would have pulled I'm it out. Like, well, then, no, no, why don't no. I pretend it's like a, a thousand, you know? If I'm, <laughs> why uh, I would have opened why, why couldn't you say it was a thousand dollar cash prize and I could pretend it was that? No. <laughs> you should have pulled it out and opened it up and be like, motherfucker, this is $25. <laughs> yeah, I should have. Yeah. I, I was just kind of just dumbfounded. I think I was like, okay, $25. and more funny. <laughs> just to be like, you shortchanged, cheap ass motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. But I was, like a lot of uh, a lot of guys that start out doing comedy, they uh, they hadn't they didn't know how to get on any shows, so all they did was open mics. I got I did a show like my third time ever doing it um, from like lying to people, like uh, calling up clubs and uh, trying to get spots, and they were like, "Well, how long? How m-? I think that I had done it twice in my entire life, um, and the first time had gone uh, dreadfully, so." Just one time I did a, like, okay, I got a few laughs for five minutes. So I called this club that um, was in Delaware that had shows on a Saturday night. And um, I said, hey, can I come, you know, work your club this Saturday? I, I, I think I sent the email like that week too, which probably just screams amateur. You know what I mean? But I didn't know. And uh, he's like, well, how much time can you, like, how many minutes can you do? And I was like, oh, probably about like half an hour. And he's like, well, how long have you been doing it? I said, hey, but like, you know, five years. In the meantime, I've done it like twice. Right. My life. <laughs> so he says, yeah, come uh, <laughs> to uh, show up to this show. So I was so psyched, man, uh, and, and had people come out to this thing. And um, I think I did 11 minutes. Um, and, uh, and, then, and then that's all I really had. And I just kind of walked off. And I think the guy knew I was lying to him uh, at that point. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well how yeah. was that 11 minutes <laughs> well I, I, there was i guess i don't I, I did surprisingly well we started playing we played a little bit of it on um one of our episodes there was um there, it was a, a very drunk place like the club was very drunk you know which yeah, helped yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it was I, I was so brilliant you know what i mean i think just people were just out and it was just a hot crowd, you know what I mean? How, much, probably, like, how big of a crowd was it? Was it, you know, 20 people? Was it No, it was I forget how many people. It was it, it wasn't a huge room, but uh it, it was full room and it was uh it was a it was a regular size, man. It was uh like, you know, what you what you I guess would uh the size of um see our local like a small restaurant, you know what I mean? Our local comedy club, it's probably like a 200 seater. If I had yeah. to guess conservatively if you wanted to pack it full of people and have a couple folks standing it's probably two to three hundred it's the looney bin there's a couple of them they're in uh yeah i've heard of looney bin oklahoma city kansas city something like that yeah so it's a circuit and uh you know every time i've done an open mic it's three times now there's been like 15 people there yeah but the thing is If you can get those 15 people to at least respond to you, it feels really good. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like if the crowd's really big, then like you said, in some cases you can get not a false reaction, but laughter is contagious. You know what I'm saying? If you get one person to laugh, you might get the whole back left corner of the room to laugh. Versus if there's literally 10 people sitting at five tables across the front of you and you got to stand there and run through your fucking shit. Yeah, that is a good feeling. You know what else is a good feeling is uh, jerking off. And that's what I prefer doing now as opposed to going out and doing stand-up comedy is staying home and jerking off. Have you considered... That feeling is pretty good too. Have you considered jerking off while standing up? (laughs) Uh, No. No, 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 no. You should definitely try that. Make sure and leave yeah. your belts and any other long, you know, strangulation uh, hazard items away. I've lost too many people in my life to the the, the choke and jerk. So, Benny, no. please don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I could do it standing up. I'd probably get myself too weak in the knees. I'm a I'm a very romantic guy. So, see, that's what it is. I don't know. I guess. See. I've always had a theory that if you jerk off in the shower, that means you get horny when it rains. And I've always considered the shower to be a pretty good spot. So technically, you're standing up when you do it in there. You definitely, <laughs> yes. wouldn't, hey, you definitely wouldn't do that shit in a bathtub. That's disgusting. 
This shit would look like egg drop soup. Just sit. <laughs> hey, you're cutting out. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Yeah, now I can. Sorry. Uh, no problem. No problem. So many wires and shit going on here. So, man, what's up? Uh, what's up with the show, dude? I know you had mentioned the other day you've been looking to try to get it going, or uh, you trying to cut out time. I know you work a lot now, so is. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? <sighs> I'm trying to remember the last time we had uh, like a new episode, um, but it was. It, it's been a long time. And for various reasons, and a lot of it is just uh, time between myself and the guy I was doing it with. Um, but uh, what happened was uh, a few months ago, we put out like a, a mini series, we called it, of just like shit that uh, we had recorded that hadn't used in anything and put that together and released it. And it was uh, we had about like enough for like five episodes. So we were going to try to... Uh, well, I was basically going to try to put them out, have like five weeks of, of shows, and maybe try to build a little interest again. Because I, I imagine we lost uh, had lost a great deal of our like listeners, um, which we which we did. And uh, so when I put this uh, mini series out, after that was done, we were going to start doing new shows, new shows again. Um, and then that just never happened, and that was back in April. So, um, yeah, hopefully soon, like, um, either this week or the next, uh, we'll have some new shows out. And then, uh, I don't know, it feels like, uh, starting from scratch a little bit, but that might be for the better. You know what I mean? Try to do some different stuff. So I know you didn't, you guys weren't a wrestling podcast. How come you guys end up talking about wrestling so much? It's fun. Uh, well, um, I always tell people that it is a wrestling podcast. It kind of is. Josh Josh, um, (laughs) refuses to call it that. So many times, I'll just do that just to uh, piss him off. Um, (laughs) uh, There's been times, if if he and I are out, and we run into people that we know that just have a, a vague notion of, that Josh and I do a podcast, but they don't know anything about it. And they'll ask like, Oh, you guys do a podcast, right? Like what kind of podcast do you do? And I'll just speak right up and say, it's a wrestling podcast. And, um, which he, uh, I just do that to break his nuts. But, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I like wrestling. He, he could care. He could care less. He only knows the wrestling that I show him when we do the podcast. But, uh, I'm a wrestling guy. I didn't, I didn't realize until, um, I was uh, seeing on your Twitter that you were a wrestling guy too, man. Now, here's the thing. Technically, I'm not an up-to-date wrestling guy. I really <laughs> dig wrestling. I have the WWE Network, and I watch wrestling yeah. every Saturday. But yeah. I watch all the old shit. The old stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I don't know what the hell's going on uh, nowadays. I watch but, WrestleMania because that's technically yeah. what I pay for. Really, I got the WWE Network, and the way that it works out in my mind is I pay for four pay-per-views a year. I get WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, I was at Royal Rumble, um, the one that uh, Roman Reigns won. Oh, shit. Was that this year or last year? Um, year before last. Damn, that was a while ago. I think, it was, uh, I think it was two years ago, but I'm going uh, this January. They're coming back to Philly. Royal Rumble is fun, man. I love the Royal Rumble. It's probably one of my favorite ones. I like Royal Rumble and then WrestleMania. Like I'll sit and watch those over and over. Or I'll fast forward just to the the Royal Rumble itself. Well, uh, I get I get comped tickets to um, all WWE events, and um, we're up in the first section, man. It's uh, we get good seats. That's and, um, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So that's the only time I see the the um, present day product yeah i don't know who a lot of the people are but if i go to a raw i don't know who the hell these people are you know what i mean i know like a couple names uh you know i know brock lesnar you know what i mean obviously brock lesnar yeah so um yeah so i like talking about uh uh wrestling stuff you know i just like the crazy stuff that happens like uh behind the scenes you know so what i did is I don't know how old are you, Benny? If you don't mind me asking, I'm I'm uh, 42, man. 42. Okay, yeah. I'm 30. Just turned 30. 
Kind of happy birthday. I'll be not just turned th- I'll be 31 in April, so I'm getting old. Anyway, uh I would the attitude era, you know, I had cable for a couple years and it was when Steve Austin was like red hot. He had just come off of uh, WrestleMania 13. That was when I started watching wrestling. Like technically other than like Saturday morning superstars or whatever when you would catch just little matches. Uh that was when I started watching Raw and then Monday Nitro and I was all in the Monday Night Wars and fucking that whole thing and it was really cool and yeah the whole time well yeah that's when it had started getting cool again yeah it was awesome yeah. That, that yeah. was good stuff yeah and so that's my favorite and what I did is on the the WWE network I just went to WrestleMania 13 to the Monday after that and started Raw and I just watch them in order just Sometimes I just turn it on like background shit. Me and the boy will play around and we'll be uh, with blocks and dinosaurs playing and wrestling's on. We're just sitting there chilling. Yeah. I love it, man. We, uh, up here we had uh, ECW when that was on like cable access. Um, and this is kind of like pre-internet, you know? Um, or right in like that real early, like when people just started getting on the internet. So um, like it certainly wasn't the internet like it like it was today. Like no social media. When in ECW used to just be on local Philly cable access, and they'd be wrestling at like a farmers market, like one town over. So and uh, I w- I, that was at the time when like wrestling had become so lame. You know what I mean? And uh, my brother was telling me like uh, I came home from college on like a break. Yeah. My brother was uh, had, you know he was still in high school at the time and. Uh, you know, we would hang out real late, and he was like, "Yeah, you got to watch this wrestling." And I, I was like, "Well, I don't feel like watching this low rent, this you know, local shit. wrestling." You know, I'm like, "This is probably gonna stink." He's yeah. like, "No, you got to watch this," and uh, and he just showed me this ECW. It was the craziest. Do you remember stuff I had ever seen? Like who was fighting in that first match you saw? Because I remember, <laughs> I think mine. <laughs> I think it was like Sabu, and maybe Taz or the Sandman. Well, he um, he he had told me about the Sandman because um, that was like his guy. We met Sandman. All those guys, they were just all they just hung out um, all over the place. The ECW guys. Um, so yeah, that guy was sick. I don't. I really don't remember who I saw, but everything was like it was all barbed wire. Yeah. Uh, and these guys were just uh, bloodying each other up like crazy. And chair shots. But uh, and fuck yeah. I'm watching this and I was just like an on. He goes, yeah, last week, uh, some guy came out like, and at the beginning of the match, the guy, uh, took like a cinder block and hit the guy in the head. And the guy was just like out cold and, uh, he pinned him, which, okay. is wrestling. Maybe it was fake, but he goes, I, he goes, I kind of don't think that the idea of the match was, it was supposed to last like literally one second. And then the guy would just unceremoniously fall down and the other guy would awkwardly stand over him and then just look around. Like, I guess I should pin him. Like it was, it looked like it appeared to be like some sort of accident. <laughs> it was, uh, it was out of hand. I, I wish I had gone to one live. Fucking New Jack almost killed a guy. <laughs> yeah, I did a, I did a podcast with New Jack. Shut the. Fuck with uh, we we were both guests on uh, uh another uh wrestling podcast. Um, and uh, was... it was really cool meeting that guy. He was a really cool. He was a really funny guy. I bet he's funny, but he's a little fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, um, the one, uh, it, it was this wrestling show, but the one uh, host had quit, and they replaced him with this other guy who had all these, like, wacky ideas um, and bits and all this stuff and, like, wasn't a wrestling guy. So as guests, he had a uh, new Jack on who's got, like, 101, like, insane stories, you know? Yeah. Like, how cool would it be to have that guy on to ask questions? You know, it just, he's a good talker. You know, he's a good, uh, he can tell a good story. And so, we're, we, and um, I, I was there just because I think the guy, you know, he liked having comedians on and he knew I was an ECW guy. He knew I liked New Jack. So I was just there and I was like, well, I'm just going to kind of keep my mouth shut because what do I have to really add that's going to be better than what he has to say. So we did this podcast and um, it was the, uh, the new co-host's first day and he showed up like with his electric guitar and uh, 
<laughs> started just playing electric guitar and then went into all these bits like he was doing like a late night talk show type thing. Uh, and in the meantime, like we're all sitting there like just like kind of just watching this guy uh, do bit after bit after bit. And um, I think New Jack was kind of wondering why they had even asked him to come on. And then at some point, like we just all started fucking with the uh, the new guy, like mostly him, you know. And then the rest of us were just kind of laughing. And it was the whole rest of the episode was New Jack uh, just just smashing the fucking coast for like the rest of the hour. I was sitting next to the guy, and the guy's hands were like trembling. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I can just imagine New Jack sitting there turning the heat up on you a little bit and say, "Man." <laughs> it, it, it was uh, it was really funny, and I was just kind of glad that it wasn't me that he had decided to start smashing. But I wasn't yeah. the one doing stupid shit, so I wasn't too concerned about it. I'm not sure if it's still online. I have it. Maybe I'll post it. Oh, that's you uh, online. That was that was a good time. I really didn't say a lot, you know, just because uh, I was just kind of happy to be there and, and be there watching it. There's a video of it too. If I could get my hands on the video. No, that's what uh, it was not. funny. This guy was white as a ghost. I got to see this dude's face when he started pushing buttons and just fucking with him. Because I bet New Jack well, knew like he was fucking a ball of nerves and he could just say a word or two to him and just get him to be like, um, what? <laughs> well, when the uh, when the original host finally got the show in a direction to, uh, uh, you know, where he started talking to New Jack, he chimed in and said, uh, he started talking about the ECW days. And as soon as he does, the co-host just kind of cut him off. Like, uh, hey, you know what? Um, I remember going there in 1996 to an ECW show and the first show, and I was standing in line, and some guy chugged a bottle of whiskey and fainted right in front. And while I was sitting there like, no one gives a fuck about you attending an ECW show. You know what I mean? We want to talk to the guy who's in ECW. You know what I mean? He's got like... All those crazy videos. In the meantime, we're listening to you talk about some guy you saw up in the bleachers. You know what I mean? Fuck so he kind of uh, got a, like a well-deserved uh, smashing. It was pretty funny. It's <laughs> awesome. And then that same guy, the same guy went on to uh, do our theme song. We had him uh, do our theme song. No shit. The host guy? Yeah, we did it. We had a live podcast. Um and uh, we, we, we did a, a, like a, a contest. We called it uh, the Pod Cheese Apprentice, like loosely based on the, uh, that Donald Trump show, The Apprentice. You're fired. Yeah. And um, we had him on. And uh, he did this song. And we, uh, we, we had him do the song. It was really good. And then like when he started trying to crack jokes, we were kind of like, all right, you know, let's kind of get back to this song, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're here to sing, motherfucker! Shut up! <laughs> but yeah, it was a good, it was a good tune he put together for us. Yeah, he's a talented guy. Guy's name is a. Uh, well, you know what? After I'm not going to say his name. Change my mind. <laughs> no free plugs, <laughs> goddamn. You know what? I would love to see the video. I think it would be hilarious. And uh, you know, I need to get back and go through some of your your shows. The problem is, I listen to so many podcasts, dude. I drive a truck, so I have plenty of time, but. Fucking Joe Rogan shows are like three hours long, and fucking Burt Kreischer shows are like three hours long, and it's like yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of content out there, you I know. There's a lot to compete with when you're trying to get people to listen to your show. I will take a time and, and set it aside if it's something I'm genuinely interested in, and I will get to it. So I'm gonna have to go through and pick a few more years out because I, I think that's pretty cool just to see what you guys got into. I don't know. I appreciate that, man. I've only heard you on Mike's show, so that's yeah. Have to go back and check it out a little better. Well, um, it's pretty much uh, when I talked to um, Josh um, about starting it up again. It's become pretty clear, like just with the two of our lives, the way that they are as such. You know, he he's a busy guy too. Um. Doing these uh, that regularly is just not going to happen. You know what I mean? So I might, um, I still want to put them out regularly. So I might try doing some of them myself, like do solo ones, which is kind of a daunting uh, feeling. But I don't know how many of you've ever done like just you. Do you ever do them like just you talking into the mic? Recording? Like maybe three or. What the fuck is happening in my house right now? Is that the police? 
No, that's my kid. Um, he found something, and he's banging on some shit. <laughs> he's almost two. Yeah. You hear that shit? Nice. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to try doing maybe a couple solo ones. Um, so I don't really know. Uh... This is what I've done three. Two or three, like Bill Burr style, where you sit there and you just talk and rant. Yeah. And uh, I'm one of them was like thirty minutes. One of them was like forty, forty-five. You kind of, yeah. if you're a ranter, if you're somebody who can actually get on a train of thought and ride it out, I would highly recommend it. If it's something that you're interested in, like if you have a list of shit, you could just sit there and go, "All right, tire prices." God damn, I hate Michelins. They're always talking about these fucking things cost an arm and a leg. Like if you sat yeah. there and just I could do a I could do a uh, what grinds my gears uh, second. You could look through your phone. I don't know if you do a lot of Twitter. I don't see you on social media a lot, but you could flip through your new shit and just see if there's something that tweaks your interest. Like oh look, they fucking closed down the Whataburger down the street. Then you fuck. Yeah, I've got I've got a whole bunch of uh, things. Um that I've kind of accumulated this whole time that I wasn't doing a podcast, just things that I've been watching, you know, and listening to that. Uh, I kind of want to talk about that, like just crazy, like internet rabbit holes I've fallen down, you know, and come across all this, uh, this hilarious stuff that, um, so you've been taking notes. Is that what you do? Do you have like a memo pad or something? I kind of, or I'll just save a link to something that I see, you know? So, uh, maybe I'm thinking if I'm going to do it by myself, maybe I'll I'll talk about that stuff on the ones I'm just doing by myself because then I could have like an audio clip or something to kind of uh, help me out. So it's not just me standing there doing all the talking. Like that would feel uh, really weird for me, I think. <laughs> I listen to music too. Like I'll listen to a song or something and then it'll make me think of something like a memory or where I was the first time I heard it, you know, shit like that. Yeah. But I've only done that a couple times. I much prefer to sit and talk to somebody because I'm a much better, like, fireback, ping-pong conversation, you know? Yeah, man. So, hey, you, you got shot in the face? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Um, you didn't what'd, you do that? what'd you do that for, man? I didn't do it. My cousin did it. Oh. <laughs> what'd he do that for? Uh, you Well, the thing is, he's an asshole. And yeah, <laughs> no, man, it was, it was a to hunting, say the least, it was a hunting accident. Uh, yeah, just kind of wrong place, wrong time. Long story short, he put his gun on the hood of his pickup and I shut the door to the truck. His shit started to slide off the hood. So he grabbed it. Oh no. And uh, holy shit. It went off through the windshield. It hit me in the hand and the face. And then, Yeah. So I could have uh, just as easily been uh, a fatal shot. A couple centimeters. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you hunt. It's a high-powered, like, hunting rifle. It's made for shooting long distances. So, like, the benefit yeah. was I was so close that it was just, like, it just went through me like a hot knife through butter. How old were you? I was 16. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow, so did it do, like, like what kind of damage did that do? It shattered, like, the L joint of my jawbone. Yeah. It completely shattered that. And oh, man. Took my middle finger off and almost took my index finger off. It was pretty close. I was smoking. Yeah. So, like, it hit my hand instead of just hitting me square in the chin like it probably would have. Yeah. So it knocked it off enough that it gave me like a Terminator, like ripped the side of my face open to where you could see like bones. Holy shit. Yeah. And then I had a couple surgeries. They put in like titanium plates and screws. And right now I've got basically like a partial, like a titanium piece that's probably 10 inches long. And it's L-shaped, like a curve. And then there's a piece of bone that they took from a graph in my leg and kind of attached it to the metal. And then they took that whole thing and put it in place, you know, for the missing sections and then screwed it in. So I've got like 12 screws in my jaw. I've got two really long ones that go into my chin. Damn, man. Yeah. 
Wow. How long did you have to it take to recoup from that, man? About two years. I got shot yeah. on November the 8th of 2003. And my last surgery, like the reconstructive surgery I had, um, was... Okay, so here's the thing. I was in a coma one time for a week. What, a different time? The last surgery that I had, they put me into... Oh, my surgery. They put me into a coma for because it was really small, like microscopic surgeries and shit, and so they needed me to be like out for a week. They didn't tell me that. They just did it. And the only reason I remember when it was was because it was the day that Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans. So it's like August 2005? Yeah, that sounds about right. So I got up that morning. It was like a Monday. And I remember watching the news. It was like, you know, you go in for surgery really early. So I got up at like 3. I would turn on the news for a minute. And it was talking about Tropical Storm Katrina. And how it was fixing to, to hit New Orleans. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And then I was in a coma for a week. And I remember waking up from it was really kind of chaotic. You know, I freaked out. And then they told me that I'd been asleep for a week. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And. That was an intense moment. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Wow. So what did that week feel like to you? Like an instant? Or did you have... Uh... It was just like going to sleep. It's exactly just like when you go to sleep at night and you wake up the next day. Yeah. It was just like that. That's what it felt like? And a week had passed. Yeah. Wow. See, what happened was, is it was my last big, big deal surgery. Like, this was going to be like a couple hours long, and they were going to take some stuff out, put some stuff in. It was like a big, long, I had switched doctors. So, you know, everything was new, and uh, I just kind of knew that I was going to be out for a little while. So I was prepared, you know, just to feel like shit. And the deal is, is when I got my first surgery, they had to give me a tracheotomy. So they cut my neck open. And I was worried that they were going to have to do that again. And that was one of the, probably the worst, like, things that I had happen. Because it took a long time for that to heal up. And I, yeah, I bet. I couldn't talk, and it was really gross, you know, and, like, it was just fucked up. So, wow. No, and I asked them, I said, are y'all going to have to cut that shit open? And they were like, we shouldn't have to, but understand we might, so don't be crazy if we do. So what happened was, I go in for the surgery, they give me the the propofol, and the the count backwards from 10, you know what I'm saying? You get that little shot? Yeah. I remember, dude, I had so many surgeries that I had like a ritual. You remember that song, Voodoo by Godsmack? Uh, kind of. I'm not the one who. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every time I, they would give me the count backwards from ten, I would start singing that song in my head. Yeah. And then when I would get to like the core, into the chorus, <laughs> I was out. So I did my thing, and then I wake up, I open my eyes, and I'm laying in a hospital bed. And uh, I look down, like I was just, you know, I'm still, like my neck's real stiff, so instead of moving my head, I just roll my eyes and look down, and I see this big plastic thing, like sticking up, kind of past my chin, and I'm like, oh no, they cut my fucking neck open, you know, because that's what I remembered from the first time, was that little oxygen mass shit over my neck hole. So I saw that and I started to kind of panic and I started looking around. Nobody was there. And then I realized that my hands were tied like to the bed rails and shit. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. So I started. Damn, man. That's a crazy thing to have gone through. Well, so I started jerking and kicking. You know what I'm saying? Like struggling trying to let people know that I was awake. And then the doctor comes in. Yeah, right. My mom comes in. And what it was is I was on like a respirator, ventilator. And those things, there's a pipe in your throat that only lets so much oxygen in. So what's happening is now I'm trying to breathe because I'm freaking out, but it's only letting so much shit air in. So my mom said like I was like turning colors and shit, and they pulled the shit out of my throat, pulled the thing out, and I was like, ah, fuck. 
and uh, yeah. my mom was like, you need to chill out. And I was just like, what's going on? Da, da, da. She was like, do you know what day it is? And I was like, it's Tuesday. And she was like, it's next Tuesday. I was like, what? And then, yeah, so. Jeez, man. That's scary shit. Well, hey, man, I got to get running, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, thank you for, uh, <laughs> thank you for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. No problem. And uh, maybe, uh, you know what, maybe I'm sure I don't know how much I'm going to feel like doing these podcasts by myself, so maybe I'll be tripping you up to help me out sometime. Anytime, man. I appreciate you coming and hanging. (laughs) I appreciate you having me on, man. Thank you. No problem, and I hope things work out and you get some more pod cheese rolling out. I'm going to have to go through the catalog and kind of be satisfied with that for now, I guess. Uh, Much appreciated, man. Yeah, man. Hey, you have a good weekend. Well, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, great talking to you. I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you on Twitter. Yeah, man. All right, brother. Bye. <laughs> man, I hope I didn't freak Benny out. <laughs> he seemed like he got off pretty quick, didn't he? <laughs> oh man, that was fun. Well, I think I'm just going to go ahead and do an outro now. Fucking. Uh, it's been an interesting weekend. I had a heart attack on Saturday because the boy became an escape artist. Now, what happened was I was upset. I was trying to get my podcast stuff handled. And, uh, I don't know, man. I just, I came in here to wrap some shit up. It couldn't have been five minutes. I put on Sesame Street. It usually keeps his attention pretty well. And, uh, I come in here. I realize it's gotten kind of quiet. And I'm like, what the hell? So I go. And I had actually left the, uh, the windows up and the, uh, the doors open to kind of let some air in. And, uh. He fucking opened the back patio door and had went outside on the porch. I heard his little ass shuffling through the leaves. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, I ran outside and I got him. And uh, so I, I made sure and locked the doors after that at least. I was like, Jesus Christ. Freaked me out real bad, you know. I was like, at least he was on the back porch. But still, like, I didn't like that feeling. And, uh. So then I think about, well, I'm going to go outside and uh, make sure that the fence, there's a cable lock that we have on there. I'm going to go make sure that the cable lock is secure. I fucking go out there and I get the laundry. I come inside and I'm back in our bedroom folding laundry, just chilling. And all of a sudden I hear some lady outside go, hey there, where's your mommy? And I'm just folding clothes, and I go, wait a minute. (laughs) And when I forgot to lock the door back (laughs) after I went outside, my son wandered out into the driveway, and there just happened to be some lady standing there. (sighs) The first time was really not good, you know? Like, I felt terrible because I had let kind of my aggravation (laughs) had me in here a little too long the second time I was doing laundry like I was just doing daddy stuff that's crazy that was I got to feel really scared like really quickly just in a couple minutes (laughs) that's fucking crazy so I've been playing a lot of this uh this guy, Roger Allen Wade. I found his music by accident with this uh, this funny song. And I'm actually going to play it. But uh, y'all should check this guy out. He's uh, Johnny Knoxville's fucking cousin. And apparently he's put a whole bunch of different albums out. And he does a bunch of different styles. He's not just like a funny guy. He does really good music. But uh, this one right here is the one that fucking really sold me.
and uh, I'd like to share it. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, and uh, I'll see you next week at the Pub Boys Podcast. I'm Jody B. Whoa. I want a butt ugly slut with a bad drinking problem and a jealous old man in jail. I want one so ugly she'll crack a mirror and so fat she'll knock a needle off the scale. As long as she buy me a new Zebby Co, I don't care if she's built like a blue whale. I want a butt ugly slut with a bad drinking problem and a jealous old man in jail. Lord, she's ignorant, but she's ugly. Yeah, she's lazy, but she's mean. And I've been to two tent revivals in a chicken fight, and I ain't never seen nothing. Like when my little wildebeest tires into a dozen jelly-filled Krispy Kremes. I want a butt-ugly slut with a bad drinking problem and a jealous old man in jail. I want one so ugly she'll crack a mirror and so fat she'll knock a train off a rail. Well, I don't care if she cheats on me long she sends me checks in the mail. I want a butt-ugly slut with a bad drinking problem and a jealous old man in jail. I want a butt-ugly slut with a bad drinking problem and a jealous old man in jail.